Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. So we have been doing a series called TikTok. And this last few weeks, we have been learning about time and how precious time is and how it's so valuable in our lives. We've been learning about rest and finding rest spiritually and physically in our worlds. And um, last week, Pastor Dave shared about silence and solitude and about how we can really um, find time and practical ways where we can come away and be still in his presence and then we can get filled. And I'm just going to just take a moment just to um, pray and then we're going to get straight into it this afternoon. So if you want to bow your heads and close your eyes and we'll just give this time to him. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can come together, hear the word of God, Lord. Hear your word, Lord. We thank you that we can come and experience your presence and we can get a touch of you, that you fill us, you restore us. And I pray for fresh revelation here this afternoon in your precious son's name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, so this afternoon I'm going to be sharing on simplicity and I'm going to kind of follow on from everything that we've talked about these last few weeks, but um, I promise you it will all link up at the end. And I love this word simplicity because the actual definition of simplicity, I think, sums up one word and that is Jesus. So if we can get straight into it, Can you turn to Hebrews for me? Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. This is a beautiful piece of scripture. It says, so Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, the life marked out for us with perseverance. And then in verse 2, this is my favourite part, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to focus on verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. It's one word, Jesus. We need to be reminded to always fix our eyes on him. He is the simplicity in our worlds. The definition of simplicity is the condition of being easy to understand and the quality of being uncomplicated in form or design. 
So that is Jesus, because as I was reflecting and meditating these last few weeks, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, that is the beautiful illustration of God having separation from all of us, giving us His Son to make that connection with us. He bore it all. He took it all. And in turn, we receive righteousness, the gift of righteousness. What is righteousness? It is right standing with Him. So our simplicity is Jesus. And I know this is really simple this afternoon, but I truly believe sometimes we just need to be reminded We just need to come back to basics and simplify everything and look to Him, fix our eyes on Him and realise that He is the author and perfecter of our faith. And what I love about this is even all through the Gospels, as I was, you know, preparing and trying to find examples for you, I got this beautiful revelation that He actually didn't have teachings on simplicity. He is the simplicity. He has beautiful, beautiful um, words of delivering parables to the people when um, he walked the earth. And he has beautiful promises and principles that he delivered for us to get today. However, he didn't teach simplicity. He is the simplicity in our life. And what I love about this is how did he do that? How did he do that? Well, he was the example. He made himself available. These last few weeks, Pastor Dave has been sharing about how he withdrew from the crowd, how he took time away from everyone to have that connection with his heavenly father. He fixed his eyes on his heavenly father and he realised he got wisdom, he got a touch from him knowing what he was meant to do, which was his identity and our purpose, I guess, his identity and his purpose, which we know is our identity and purpose. So as we realise that he was the example and he made himself available, this is where we need to make ourselves available. We need to position ourselves and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Now I'm getting there. I'm just repeating myself so it sinks in a little bit. Um, It's not up on the screen, but in Jeremiah 29 verse 13, it says... If you look to me wholeheartedly, you will find me. If you look to me wholeheartedly, you will find me. So as we make that decision to look to him, because we have a choice, we have the beauty of free will. We have a choice to either look to him or look to the world. And as we look to him, he will find us. So Jesus is our simplicity and how do we, I guess, be that example? We make ourselves available. We make ourselves available. We position ourselves to look to him. How do we apply this to our life? Well, in the next few minutes, I'm going to just 
explain how we were designed because I truly believe if we get a greater understanding on how we were created and designed for God's purpose, then I think we're going to have a greater understanding on how we can fix our eyes on Jesus. Our purpose and identity is found in Jesus. However, we were created with three things that create us, us. We were created with a soul. Now, our soul is not our spirit. Our soul are our thoughts, will and emotions. Everything that is up here is our soul. Our thoughts, our will and our emotions. And he gave us freedom in this area. He gave us freedom in this area. He gave us us. He didn't control. He gave us the invitation to either choose him or choose the world. The second thing that makes us us is a spirit. We were designed with a spirit. Now, the spirit is who we truly are. It's internal. It's our heart. And I love this because there are so many beautiful promises and principles in the Word of God where it says to guard your heart. To guard your heart because it's a treasure. To not harden your heart because your spirit is who you truly are. And this is what I love. When we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Saviour, when we speak to Him and ask for that invitation for Him to come into our life, a transaction takes place. His Spirit comes into our spirit and we become born again. So we were birthed naturally by our mothers, but when we finally find Him and He finds us, there is this transaction that takes place and we are born again, spirit-filled. His spirit is in line with our spirit and resides with us in our heart. So we have our soul, which is our thoughts, our will and emotions, and we have our spirit. And when we have Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives within us. Now, I love this and it is really deep. So I'm trying, for you, trying to get you to just think about things a little bit. So our spirit lives on. It talks about, just for your own reference, in 1 Peter 1.23, we weren't born of perishable seed. We were born of imperishable seed. Perishable means it just dissolves. It's gone forever. However, we were born with imperishable seed, which means we do not perish. We live eternally. Our spirit goes and bees with Jesus in heaven. It's who we truly are. Now, in Ecclesiastes 12.7, this is just for your own reference, if you would like to look this up in your own time, it says our spirit goes to be with our heavenly Father. So when someone dies, and if their spirit is born again, 
goes to be with the Father. Our body returns to dust and the soul of that person no longer exists. So our spirit is the one thing that we really have to protect. Now, our body, the third thing, it's our flesh, it's our appearance, it's our physical body, it's our organs, it's our bones, it's our joints, it's our marrow, it's everything that we can see in each other, in this earth. And I'm getting to a point, I promise. Um, Our human body are our earthly desires. It's the addictions, it's the things that make us fall short, it's our humanity, basically. However, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, that's where He meets us with our brokenness and our weakness. So if we fix our eyes on him, we are reminded that we have a beautiful relationship with our Heavenly Father. Why? Because we have the gift of righteousness. Now, as we fix our eyes on him, as we make ourselves available to him, that's what we call relationship. Relationship. So when you have a friendship when you have a mother, a father, a sister or a brother, when you go to them for something, you start a conversation. You start speaking to them on how you feel. You start communicating to them what you're going through. That's what being available is all about. We need to fix our eyes on him, make ourselves available and have a simple conversation with him. A truly honest conversation. He knows what we are going through. However, he's the simplicity and he wants us to meet with him so he can get to know us. Why? Because he gave us a choice. He gave us a free will. So our soul is our thoughts, will and emotions. Our spirit is our heart. It's who we truly are internally. And the Holy Spirit resides with us when we ask Jesus into our hearts. And then we have our human body. Now, we'll go one step further. The Word of God. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, He then guides us to His Word. Now, Sometimes I find it hard. You know when someone says, I just want to be in the will of God? I just want to be in the will of God. If it's God's will, then that's the way I want to go. Do you know that the will of God is the Word of God? The will of God is actually the Word of God. So when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we look to Him, we have the Spirit, His Spirit inside of us. He guides us to the Word of God. He leads us to the Word of God. And now let's get to the good part. You know that reel on social media, let's skip to the good part. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. This is like one of the best verses ever. 
So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Have we got it? For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul, spirit, joints and marrow. I'll say that again. It penetrates even to dividing soul, spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is truly hidden from God. This afternoon, as I was preparing, I truly believe these last three years from the world, from time to this date now, the enemy has been after our souls, our thoughts, our will and our emotions. You see, the enemy can get in and attack our thoughts, will and emotions because we were given free will. But this is the good part. If he can attack your thoughts, will and emotions, that's where he can distract you from turning your eyes to him, fixing our eyes on Jesus and looking to the world for answers. Because as we look to the world for answers, we get distracted and we lose our identity and our purpose. However, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we start to realise that we have an authority and a power inside of us that was always there because we were born again, spirit filled, which means we have His spirit inside of our spirit. So the simplicity in our worlds is one word and that is Jesus. So we need to look to Him despite what we are going through because the enemy is trying to take us out. As you've seen the repercussions of these last three years, we've been tired. Everything that has happened has played on our thoughts, our wills and our emotions. Whatever you are facing, whatever you have gone through, it all starts up here in our minds. And the enemy, that's how he starts planting the seed of doubt, the seed of fear, the seed of sadness inside of us. You see, this is even better news than what I just shared before is the enemy can't get into your spirit if you have Jesus in your spirit. You see, darkness, the enemy cannot live in your spirit because he did not create you. And where the Holy Spirit resides, the enemy can't get to. He can get to your soul because we have a choice. But as soon as we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, something shifts from the natural realm to the spiritual realm. Now, as the enemy tries to get ground in your soul, we can cut it off. We can realise We can be reminded of who we are in God. 
as we make ourselves available, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, our simplicity, we start reading the Word of God. He guides us to His Word. And as we are being reminded of this, it penetrates the three things that make us us, our soul, our spirit and our body. I'm going to say this really, really carefully so it just sits with you for a little bit. As the Word of God penetrates your soul and your spirit and as you look to Him, our thoughts, our will and emotions get transformed by our spirit as we are led by His Spirit. Why? Because we have the Spirit of God inside of us. Our thoughts, our will and emotions get transformed by our spirit as we are led by His Spirit. That's why the Word of God is alive and active. That's why things shift from the physical to the, uh, sorry, from the physical to the supernatural. Now, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we make ourselves available, when we communicate, when we start that conversation and we need to position ourselves, we really need to position ourselves because life can be hard It can be traumatic, it can be overwhelming and I can stand up here and I can say, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. However, I don't know your story and what you have gone through. There are things in this world that are trying to take us out, that are trying to take our souls and we need restoration. We need restoration for our souls. And the only way we are going to be able to restore our souls is to fix our eyes on Jesus, be available to Him, start that conversation and get into the Word of God because it penetrates all those three things. Sorry, my child's sight words are my bookmarks. Um, As I was saying, it penetrates all three things that make us us. So I'm going to just um, take a moment for you to just try and get all that information inside you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Jenny to come up. And as she comes up, I'm going to share a little bit of a story with you. I'm going to get a little bit raw and real with you. And I might cry, but I truly believe um, if this is touching you, if this is really having an impact um, and it's touching your heart, I truly believe the Holy Spirit is going to do something here this afternoon and that's to restore your soul and that's to remind you of what your simplicity is in life. You see, as soon as we fix our eyes on Jesus and we stop, distractions fall off us. Healing can occur and deliverance can happen. And this last 18 months, I've been on a little bit of a journey. Um, Everyone has a story and... 
I was brought up in a Christian family. I gave my life to God at a young age, at the age of seven. I got the gift of the Spirit, the gift of tongues. I went to a Christian school. I was in youth ministry. I met my childhood sweetheart at school. I married him and I had four children. But during those years, I've had a beautiful life and I'm going to have, continue to have a beautiful life. However, as the years went on, something in my spirit was telling me something was wrong. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew something was wrong. I truly believe God was trying to highlight something to me and I just couldn't understand what it was. During my prayer times, I tried to understand and I just couldn't. So then I started praying for God to reveal it to me, to reveal to me what it is that's in my spirit that is just not sitting right with me. And it took months. I was praying this for months. I found myself basically begging God to show me what it was. And as time went on, God was showing me subtly what was going on in my world and the trauma that I was facing and the things that were happening to me. You see, I was a people pleaser. I used to say yes to everything. And it was because of who I was. I was a kind Christian girl. You could say I was a goody-goody. But as time went on, I didn't know how to make boundaries for myself and my family. And in the end, some people took advantage of me and God was revealing to me what had been going on in my world and the unhealthy behaviours. And it came to a point where as He revealed this to me, I sort of was so traumatised by what had been happening over the years, over the years, that I looked to the world for answers. I Google doctored, I asked people their opinion. And instead of fixing my eyes on Jesus, instead of going to Him with this trauma, I looked to the world for answers. And as I looked to the world for answers, I opened the door for my soul to be attacked. I was under attack. My thoughts, my will and emotions, I was in a world of pain and a spirit of fear came over my life. And I'm going to tell you what this fear was and you're going to think I'm crazy, but this is what I was living and this was kind of like my nightmare. I felt like as I was trying to find boundaries, as I was trying to say no to things, I believed that these certain people were trying to kill me and my children. I was living a movie. I honestly thought that they were going to come to my house one night and kill me. And this thought developed and developed to the point where it manifested physically inside of me, where I would go to the door probably a few times a day to lock the door, to make sure my windows were locked, to make sure no one could come and hurt my children or myself. Now, my husband and the people closest to me knew something was going on because my words changed, my demeanour changed, and I was living in so much fear 
that I would tremble as I talked. I would apologise for things that I didn't need to apologise for. And it got to the point where I had a newborn baby and I had three beautiful little children and I just would not go out of the house because I was so afraid that these people were going to come and kill me and my children. And as I got into the car, I would always look over my shoulder thinking that something was there. I would look in my revision mirror and I physically just couldn't cope anymore. This spirit of fear, this attack on my soul was getting worse and worse to the point where when I used to speak to people, the closest to me, they could, one person actually said, I can feel the fear. They could feel how tangible this fear was inside of me and I couldn't shake it. And I would pray, don't get me wrong. I was daily in prayer with God, but there was a blockage. I was in my Word, but I could only get into my Word so much. There was this blockage because I didn't give God what I needed to give Him. And that was what I was feeling and the trauma that I went through. I turned to the world and I hid it from Him because I was so ashamed that this had happened to me. I was so ashamed that I wasn't this good Christian girl that everyone thought I was. And it got to a moment, to my lowest moment, where I realised that something had to change. And I'll share this moment with you. And that was one night as Josh went to work, I was with Remy, my youngest. He was a, a newborn and my three children. And the people that I thought were going to kill me came to my door that night and started knocking on my door. And I gathered the kids up and I took them up into our room and we hid in the corner. And I could actually physically see what was happening. It was like I was living outside my body. Maverick, my eldest, took my littlest, cradled him. And I had Goldie and Houston, Huey, on my, my knees and I was trembling. I was shaking. I couldn't even hold my newborn baby. My eight-year-old was nursing my baby. And as tears fell, I couldn't even reach to get my phone to call my husband to come home. I was in so much fear. I was consumed. My soul was being attacked and I physically couldn't do anything about it. And as this happened, my eight-year-old started to pray. He started to pray for mummy and pray that everything was going to be okay. And then my second oldest started to pray, Houston, and as he started to pray, tears just fell. Tears just fell and I found myself again and I tucked them to bed. I held myself together. And after they were in bed safe, I, I fell to my knees and I wept because I realised that I had to give what I was ashamed of to God. I had to start that conversation with God and I had to give Him everything that I was feeling, all the trauma that I had gone through, everything that I had experienced, I gave to Him that night. And it all started with a conversation. And as I 
I started to pray. I started to ask for forgiveness. I started to repent of everything that I had done because I was looking to the world for answers. I was, I was being attacked mentally. However, I, I, just, I just opened the door and I chose to look to the world for answers to fix me. It was like a quick fix and it wasn't fixing me. A spirit of fear was inside of me. And as soon as I started to repent and started to fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, as soon as I started looking to Him, I realised what my purpose was and what my identity was. And He took me to a moment where I was in church and there was this beautiful song that came out and it was a real Pentecostal song and it was one of the lyrics of that song was take back what the enemy stole from you. And as soon as I heard those words, he took me to another place where I received a prophetic word of God saying that I was a lioness and I was chosen and crowned. And I started healing from this. I started getting delivered from this spirit of fear. And I'm telling you this this afternoon because I truly believe there might be some people here that are truly struggling. You might be in a cycle. Maybe it's your thoughts. Maybe you just haven't really pictured being where you are in life at the moment. And I'm here to tell you, that the enemy may try to steal, kill and destroy, but every good and perfect thing comes from above. And you are that perfect thing in His eyes. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.